0: So, welcome to Certainly Church. It is a glorious day to be able to worship together in spirit and truth, and to worship our awesome Savior. We are so glad that you have joined us for worship, both in person and online. Um, and I'm, I'm Pastor Clara. I'm the Associate Pastor. I bring you greetings on behalf of our entire staff, on past, uh, Pastor David, and our guests this morning, Tina Centers and Christine Money. As we begin our time together, we'd like to know that you are worshiping with us. Um, If you could uh, reach into your bulletins, pull out your connection card. If you are online, our online host will post that link for you. Um, With our connection card, you can record your attendance. You can record your prayer requests um, so that we can pray for you. And then you can also sign up for uh, ministry opportunities and events. And speaking of ministry opportunities, one of the ones that we have coming up um, In West, our Bishop, Bishop Palmer, is traveling throughout our conference uh, through West Ohio, um, and he is doing these events called Committed, Connected, and Community. Um, And the next one is Monday, October 10th, 7 p.m. at North Broadway UMC. Um, A group of Stony Brookers are gathering together at 6 p.m. in the parking lot and carpooling there. And so if you are interested, you can contact uh, Bill Barter um, so that we can make sure that you get a ride to be able to go to that. We are also collecting cookies for Kairos weekend um, as part of our prayers and ministry Sunday this morning. Uh, we are collecting home-baked cookies and uh, the instructions for that and the baggies are out in the narthex. And so if you need more information about that, you can visit the table. Um, you can also check your bulletin uh, for, for more information. We also still need more volunteers for Trunk or Treat. Trunk or Treat is October 22nd. Uh, We need volunteers um, to help with hospitality as we greet um, community members as they come in and as we guide them to where they need to be. We also are collecting, um, we are still in need of candy. We want to make sure that we have enough candy to pass out to all of the students um, and children that come. And so we are collecting candy outside in the narthex. We're about halfway where we want to be, and so uh, please donate that. Um, and if you need more information, you can contact um, Casey Fathauer Lynch, um, and her contact information is in the bulletin. Stony Brook Youth is having a fall retreat. That will be November uh, 11th through the 13th. They are going to Marmon Valley Farms. and um, The cost will be fifty dollars per student, and so if you're more interested about that, you can contact Jason Sheldon. You can find these and many more uh, announcements about the life and ministry of Stony Brook in this morning's bulletin and online. And now, let us prepare our hearts for worship as we listen to this prelude. I invite you to stand as you are able and with one spirit join in the call to worship. When we are feeling, when we are lonely and feeling lost, Jesus calls us and brings us hope and peace. when we are angry and frustrated, Jesus heals our wounds and our when we are sorrowful and broken, come let us worship the one who cares so abundantly for us and let us continue to worship as we sing our opening hymn. Our gospel lesson this morning comes from Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. This is the word of God for God's children.
1: My faith walks.
0: through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated in Christ's holy church. We are incorporated in God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and spirit. All this is God's gift offered to us with Christ. and we are here today to welcome these new members into our church this morning. On behalf of the whole church, I ask you, Do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? If yes, say, I do. Do Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? If yes, say, "I I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior? put your whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve him as your Lord in union with the church which Christ has opened to to people of all ages, nations, and races. If yes, say, I I do. According to the grace given to you, will you remain faithful members of Christ's holy church and serve as Christ's representatives in the world. If yes, say, I do.
1: Now I ask you, as as the congregation, do you, as Christ's body, the church, reaffirm both your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ? If so, answer, we do. We do. Will you nurture one another in Christian faith and life and include these persons now before you in your care? With God's help, we will proclaim the good news and live according to the example of Christ. We will surround these persons with a community of love and forgiveness that they may grow in their trust of God and be found faithful in their service to others. We will pray for them that they may be true disciples who walk in the way that leads to life. And so I ask all of you, as members of Christ's Universal Church, will you be loyal to Christ through the United Methodist Church and do all in your power to strengthen its ministries? If so, answer, I will. And as members of this congregation, will you faithfully participate in its ministries by your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? If so, answer, I will. Members of the household of God, I commend these persons to your love and to your care. Do all in your power to increase their faith, confirm their hope, and perfect them in love. We give thanks for what God has already given you. And we welcome you in Christian love. As members together with you in the body of Christ and in this congregation of the United Methodist Church, we renew our covenant faithfully to participate in the ministries of the church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness through Jesus Christ. Friends, the God of all glory who has called you to eternal glory in Christ, establish and strengthen you that you may live in grace and in peace. Amen. Friends, let us welcome them in Christian love. Participating in life and ministry of the church. We are so grateful for all that they have, have begun to do and will do in the future. If you'd like to know more about them individually, there is a insert in the bulletin um, with biographical information, and we invite you to greet them uh, following worship today. Let us give another round of applause for them. Thank you. Friends, let us pray. O God of grace, you care for the whole earth. Even now you are reconciling all things to yourself. We thank you for your grace given in Jesus before the ages began. And as generation has succeeded generation, even to this present day, your grace is with us still. O oh God, we rely on your power for all things. Today we bring, you, bring before you the cares of this world. We pray for people enduring the devastation of war and the oppression from enemies. We pray that you bring restoration and an end to the conflicts that divide and destroy. We pray for all undergoing turmoil and struggle And we ask that you return us to your ways of justice and truth. That you give us compassionate hearts and resolute spirits as we work to repair community and to offer comfort where there is no resting place. God of tender mercy, you hear the cries of the one who is suffering. You hear the cries of the one trying to recover. You hear the cries of one who has been hurt by another. And you hear the cries of one at risk in a complex and impersonal system and world. Enfold each one in your steadfast love, O God, and take special care of those who do not or cannot cry out. But wait patiently, quietly in hope. Give voice to those who should not wait quietly. Empower them with your strength and support all around especially the powerless one who suffers abuse, the lonely person with no one to help, the one carrying an old burden, a silent grief, or an unvoiced fear. And this day, O God, we pray for Your church so in need of healing and reconciliation, rekindle in us the sincere faith of Christ and make us willing and faithful servants. O God, you have opened to us a place at your table of grace, which is so much larger than we have yet to imagine. It is in gratitude, O God, for the gifts you share with us that we honor you by sharing our gifts with others and by sharing our thanks. We thank you, O God, that you are a God who knows our needs, who hears our prayers, even before we had the courage to place them upon our lips. And we thank you that you are a God who calls us by name and who walks with us through every path that we face. And now, O God, listen as we are bold to join our hearts and voices together, practicing the unity that you would have as we pray the prayer that you taught your disciples, praying together, our Father Amen. Friends, there are some in our midst and in our community preparing to run the Columbus Marathon next Sunday. And this anthem is perfect for them and for us as we journey through this life.
0: Thank you so much. So I am not a runner, <laughs> but this, is, uh, this race of faith is one I will gladly run. So thank you so much. I invite you to stand as you are able and let us sing our hymn of preparation as we prepare our hearts to hear God's word.
1: Let us pray. Thou who art over us, thou who art one of us, thou who simply art, give each of us a pure heart that we may see thee, a humble heart that we may hear thee, a heart of love that we may serve thee, and most of all, a heart of faith that we may always abide in thee. This is our hope. This is our prayer this day. Amen. Today is a special day in the life of Stony Brook United Methodist Church. Uh, first, we received our our new members, and and now we have some special guests with us to help us to celebrate our our prison ministry um, here at Stony Brook, which is quite extensive, um, probably uh, more active than any um, any congregation in, in Central Ohio, and and what, uh, what a blessing it is for us uh, to be able to do that. I want to first introduce to you Chris Money, who is the Executive Director of Kindway Ministries, and um, have her talk a little bit about Kindway and how it got started and what it does um, in the life of, of the uh, those who are incarcerated, and then um, what we how we participate at Stony Brook. So, Chris, okay. welcome.
3: Thank you. I appreciate being here and the invitation. Um, Kindway is a nonprofit organization and it started um, a little over 12 years ago. Um, actually had a start and then a restart about 12 years ago. And um, it started, uh, we initially started as a subsidiary of Reynoldsburg United Methodist Church. And it was the vision of some people who had been serving as Kairos prison ministry volunteers at Marion Correctional Institution, where I served as warden for 10 years. And they had the vision that they needed to do something to assist men and women from prison to independence in the community. Um, Kairos does not permit post-release contact, and really neither does the Department of Corrections. um, Kindway's ministry called Embark as a Christian reentry ministry fills that gap. And so we started uh, 12 years ago at the Marion Correctional Institution and the Ohio Reformatory for Women, and then expanded to the Pickaway Correctional Institution. Next year, we expand to the Madison Correctional Institution. We start a new cohort every August to graduate the following June, kind of the school year. And men and women participate in both evidence-based reentry curriculum as well as Christ-centered programming. It's a Christian ministry. So the staff, the volunteers, the board, the participants are all Christians.
1: So we, we were talking a little bit earlier, and I know you've shared these uh, statistics with us before. But what kind of an impact does um, does Kindway and its programs make upon um, the recidivism rate in terms of mm-hmm. uh, folks reoffending and ending back into incarceration? Mm-hmm. What what kind of an impact uh, is it making? So
3: to date, there are uh, we have 174 men and women that started with us inside and completed the inside program and transitioned to the community of those men and women that stay connected with us one year into the community, two have gone back to prison. So to put it in context, that's a little over 1%. Um, and the people that, cont- that completed the INSIDE program but decided for some reason to go home or go, out, go some other location than Central Ohio where we are, their recidivism rates a little over 5%. And to put all that in context, uh, our state of Ohio, which actually has a relatively lower recidivism rate than a lot of other states, um, is 32%. So about one out of three people uh, leaving a correctional institution in our state will return within three years.
1: So you served as a warden at Marion Correctional Facility and Ohio Women Reformatory for Women in Marysville. Mm-hmm. Um, as a warden, what kind of impact did you see um, prison ministry, whether Kairos or Embark make in the, in the prison? Well,
3: I saw a major impact that, that particularly Kairos had. I heard about Kairos when I was serving as warden and invited them in to ORW and then later at Marion invited them, actually asked them please rescue me because it's a horrible place. So that it um I am, professionally my background is social work so I really support a lot of the rehabilitative programming and it has a lot of value but nothing has the impact like a ministry like Kairos that when people come into a relationship of Christ, they totally transform. There isn't any other program that we do in the state that's like that. So we simply take those people and continue the journey with them outside. And so um, I think the reason, one of the reasons it's so successful is we connect them with places to live, with uh, making sure everybody has food, clothes, whatever they need. Um, employment, and so we continue that journey with them and stay with them as long as they want us to stay with them.
1: In Stony Brook, if you look at your insert um, in your bulletin, Stony Brook has about nine ways um, that we are involved in prison ministry, both on the inside um, with programs like Kairos and then also on the outside. Um, with our new home project, our Cards for Christ uh, project—I mean, so there are, there are a lot of ways, um, you know, that that we are involved in making a difference. I mean, how have you seen Stony Brook participate? I mean,
3: Stony Brook has, has, is probably um, one of our most vibrant partners. You do this church has has really been wonderful, and I think the fact that you have a prison ministry team that includes the umbrella for all things prison ministry you have major impact but our co-chair of our board of directors is tom hoffman uh craig belair is a facilitator for embark at Pickaway, um, the new home project which I, tina and i think is going to talk about later helps people get on their feet and their first independent living Uh, your choir hosted one of our reunion dinners and that was wonderful we certainly appreciate that this is the fourth time we've been invited to share um, testimonies here at stony brook Um, and you know we also have people who uh, donate to us we have you have allowed us to use the church for meeting space Um, And our related ministry is Cards from Christ, which which provides a Christmas card for every single person incarcerated in our state. And you participate in that as well.
1: You were sharing um, at the 8 o'clock service that uh, folks don't actually get actual mail now. They get Mm -hmm. photocopies of the mail, but the card is actually something that they... It's the
3: only piece of actual mail that they'll get. Everything else is photocopied, and they get a copy of whatever anybody... Even if it's a card, it's just a paper copy of it. So we've got, uh, gotten permission to deliver. And where we can, we look for ch- churches and groups to help actually pass those out the week or so before Christmas.
1: Well, I'm going to let you introduce uh, uh, our special guest. uh, Chris, you've been here before, uh, but we have a special guest with us um, that wants to share her story um, and how Kindway has made a difference. Well,
3: she truly is a special guest. Um, Tina completed the Embark program at the Ohio Reformatory for Women, and she... um, and you'll hear her story she's overcome a lot of obstacles in her life and she's also overcome a lot of obstacles in her transition and she has probably one of the best work ethics of anybody that that I know um, and she also is uh, wants to give back and is very very kind in reaching out to other people Great. so I'd like to introduce well, Tina Centers.
1: welcome Tina Thank you. Yeah. Let me share with us how Kindway has made a difference in your life and faith.
4: I think um, the best thing that I love about Kindway is the unconditional love um, that far exceeds, you know, the tangible things for me. Um, I came from a a life filled with physical, sexual, and emotional abuse um, as far back as when I was four years old. Um, that pattern continued, Um, I was controlled, I had a lot of um, adult responsibilities um, as a a preteen and a teenager and um, whenever um, I fell short in those things, the love was taken away from me because I didn't perform to someone's expectations Um, and then When I was 17, I married um, a man who was very controlling, but as a a child who grew up responsible for making adult decisions, who made some wrong, was faulted for making wrong decisions, I did mention I was a child. (laughs) Um, Incapable of making some adult decisions, I was faulted, so I gave this man the power and control because I thought if he made all the decisions, then I couldn't be wrong about anything. I don't like to be, um, I don't like to be wrong. I don't like to fall short. Um, I, that's a personal issue. In um, in 1995, I fell really, really, really short. Um, in '94, I had um, left um, my husband and. Uh, and father of my four children and started drinking I kind of traded Jesus for Jack Daniels because um, you know Jesus wasn't in my opinion I I did all the things that I knew that I was expected as a Christian and I just asked God for one thing to make that man stop doing to me what he was doing to me and um you know God had a different plan um and so I, I left, and, um, and then it got really bad after that. Um, I actually married someone else. Um, and if you know anything about statistics of women who are killed by their abuser, 85%, 82 to 85% of those women die after they've left because um, mm-hmm. once they've completely lost control, that's when they um, really go a little bit insane. And um, a lot of things happened in that um, year, a lot of really horrible things. And um, my um, ability to cope was just from, really from drink to drink at that time, just for a few months, that was my life. And in um, and, um, a moment of drunken stupidity, um, I shot this man's trailer, my ex-husband's trailer, in a vengeful moment. And um it went through two doors, hit him in the chin, and he died and um so since falling short wasn't really acceptable, I lost um you know pretty much a good portion of uh my friend's family because that's they were dysfunctional. I know that now um, but so I ended up in um, prison um that Seventeen years of abuse was used as motive against me um, and well when with with kind way, they know all my flaws. we went through the I went through the embark program after you know really twenty five years of programming, and it was just like everything was all like I called it my um, refresher course on all the lessons that I had learned and um they, so they know everything. They know every, every flaw, every, um, everything that went on to, um, that led up to, you know, what happened and um, what sent me to prison. And they just love me anyways. And... Because I didn't have the support at home, they were like my you know every month when the navigators came in, that was like my monthly um, visit that I had but instead of just having one person at the visiting hall, I had a whole room full of people and then all of my peers and my sisters in Christ could you know they were there too, so it was really a great time of fellowship and um, that was that was amazing to me that um, that these people would love me after You know, I couldn't even get loved at home if I left the towels in the dryer by mistake. And then these people, I'm imprisoned for the loss of someone's life. And they're coming in, hugging me and loving on me anyways. So that's pretty, that's, that is the best thing about Kindway beyond the tangible things that they absolutely do.
1: Yeah. A couple weeks ago when we met, you said that, you know, they knew everything about you and still loved you anyway. That's I, mean, it. I mean, and that, and it sounds like they started working with you prior to being released mm-hmm. and, and became your family. And then even after your release, talk about your release and, and what, what was on the other side for you.
4: Um, well, when I, when I was um, preparing to leave, um, actually I was supposed to leave two weeks before I got out and they took me um, through the whole process of going to medical, going to go get your ID, to go turn in your state clothes, to go pick up your outfits, um, which was three outfits that I got from Fresh Start, um, which is another place that's, uh, another program that they have that Kindway partners with. And they took all my stuff um, and then, I was there for a few hours, and they said, "Go back to your cell. You're not leaving." And I was like, "Okay." So I go back, and it's like, "This isn't a, a no. This is just a not yet." So, um, you know, I was got. I wasn't really too too worried about it. You know, um, it was I, it was so awesome to have some people say, "Well, if that happens to me. I know what grace is because." And that's all God, that's not me, because I want what I want when I want it. I'm just like everybody else. (laughs) And yesterday would have been a good time for that. Um, So, um, and then two weeks go by and we do the whole thing again. And they say, um, well, go back to your unit. And I was like, oh boy. So I went back to the unit, I called my people who were waiting in the parking lot again and said, they said, I'm not leaving. What do you mean? So um, one of the kind way um, re-entry, Jan was there to pick me up and she called Chris and said, they said they don't have the paperwork. It's like, what do you mean you have the paperwork? The paperwork's in the computer, what's the problem? You know, so um, whom I call Mama Money called someone and you know, it's like a few hours later, they called me and um, I left at um, 2 o'clock in the afternoon after watching everybody that was supposed to leave that day go at 8. Um, so it was, a, it was a little disheartening then. I'm like, i got to do this again. Please, Lord, don't let it be two more weeks. Um, and, but if it is, it is. Um, so, But it wasn't. At 2 o'clock I got to leave and then um, went to the store and um, went to a little park for a few minutes and then went to the... Um, Coming home, uh, which is another kind way embark um, function that happens. Everybody that comes home, uh, that's, is it the first or the second Monday? First. The first Monday of every month, and it just so happened I got out on the first Monday, yeah. so I went from prison to a welcome home, which was pretty cool. <laughs>
2: um,
4: but still with that deer in the headlights look, because I did 26 years incarceration, so. It, going into the, you know, the grocery store, going into a Walmart, a super center, you know, commissary is like six foot long, you know, and there's a shelf for this and a shelf for that. And it's like, there's one, you know, you want mascara, that mascara. If you want coffee, there's that coffee. You know, it's just, you you know, it's just, you say what the item is. There's not 50 choices. So (laughs) it was very overwhelming for me to go in there and see all that. And um, I just was... uh, just so blessed to have all of these people. Even when I got out, you know, I didn't have the family because, you know, 75% of the people that were on my visiting list when I went into prison were deceased. Both my parents, um, everybody was gone. And um, except my brother and um, was the only one who I had any contact with. And then the other twenty-five percent of the people that were, you know, were still alive were people that got on my visiting list while I was incarcerated. That I knew, um, people that went home, um, that kept in contact with me. So it was, you know, it was—it's a family. It's not just—it's um, not just an organization.
1: Talk about uh, while you were while you were in incarcerated, um, how Kindway gave you a purpose.
4: Well, um, in in ORW, where I was at, um, there's what we call a fech- affectionately the bead room, which is where um, people create the jewelry. just so happens I'm wearing two of the ones that I designed while I was incarcerated. They are for sale. <laughs> um, uh, so um, I got to get up every day and, you know, create something, make something. I wasn't just getting up, you know, being in prison, laying on my bed, watching TV, you know, sucking up taxpayer money, you know, so I could have a vacation from life. You know, I wanted it to, to, to matter. I wanted every day that I did to mean something. And even before I went through Embark, I was invited to work on the, um, the, the B team because um, of Alice, who's very dear to my heart. Um, she Actually, you know gave us The just like the statistics of what we were doing and how it mattered and like I'm an overachiever and a workaholic So like it's like well if I can do this this and this and it does this and at that time when I was working on the B team I had already been flopped by the parole board three times I was given 5 years, 5 years, 3 years. So like at that point I didn't think that I was ever going to go home. So like I've got to do something because I can't be miserable because I love the Lord. And that forward forward, you know, scripture like it always was getting me. You can't be this, you know, sad sack, self-pity, you know, um that's just not that's not who I wanted to be. I wanted to you know, I, whatever I do, I wanted to represent Christ. I do not even care where I am. It just, it can't just be for nothing. And to go in that bead room and to be able to go down there when four o'clock count cleared in the morning and go in there and then half Alice saying, Tina, don't you think you should go to bed? You should go to bed, you know, because it's like, oh, you know, before nine o'clock count. She's like, you know, go get some rest. I'm like, this is rest. This is fun. I'm making <laughs> stuff. Um, and so it was just... It wasn't, um, it wasn't a sad place because I just got to go in this room was like being in a room off somewhere like inside of the church, like just being in there because those are um, the values that we have was, and why we were doing what we were doing. You know, the same thing that um, Kindway says is the things that we have posted on the walls and tried to do on a daily basis.
1: In that kindware that you were making, uh, the polymer clay uh, jewelry, and uh, was being sold outside yeah. of the walls to help uh, help fund some ministries mm-hmm. of kind, kind, or kind, yeah.
4: And I was, you know, I I seen that on the inside when Alice would be like, if you, we we did this this week, and this is going to pay for this many apartments, it's going to pay for this many bus passes, it's going to pay for this, and um, so I. I, I knew these things, and um, to be able to um, to participate in making in making those things, and know that. And then when I got out and I went to a sale, and this lady bought sixty dollars worth of jewelry, and I started crying. They're like, "What happened to you? You was just smiling a second ago." And it's like, "There goes my bus pass," mm-hmm. because now. Now I'm on the outside. I didn't think I was going to get to be out here. I thought I was going to be in there, you know, and doing stuff that mattered. But now I'm out here, and I'm getting the bus passes. And, you know, 16 days after I got out, I got a job. And they bought my shoes, and they bought three pair of pants because that's what I had to have for work. And, you know, they just were there to get those tangible things too. And when... um, the day I actually got out, I got the outfits from Fresh Start, and um, so because I'd been in so long, they actually gave me three outfits. And um, <laughs> just stay 26 years, so you can get three outfits instead of one. <laughs> um, no, bad idea. Bad idea. Um. So the
1: embark, um, you mentioned employment helps, uh, kind of way helps uh, find employment and, mm. and and housing and. Um, And helps you get set up in that housing and one of the things that we participate uh, through Stony Brook is the um, New home project talk a little bit about the impact that new home has had on you because I mean we we see the lists um, You know that 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 we're asked to purchase we bring items in uh, But we don't always get to connect it with a person and and their story. So tell us about uh, tell us about that impact that the new this is really had.
4: one of the most exciting things because it was like 26 years of birthdays and christmas all together like i have a king-size bed and um when i was asked to make the list um uh, my navigator helped me with the list and they said just put everything on there that you can think of and um you know it's like what they get they get what they don't they don't it's you know it's okay and um so I had this very extensive list, which I, I heard that mine was the most extensive list. <laughs> Overachiever here. Um, I didn't think they was going to get, that all of you would g- get everything. But um, so I'm sitting there and uh, all, when I moved into the, out of the halfway house into the Embark house and I got the stuff and I have a queen size bed and like the whole entire bed is covered. It's Hanging off the bed, in front of the bed. I couldn't even get everything in the picture. Literally, I could not get everything in the picture because there was just so much stuff. And it was everything. You know, you go into your kitchen, you go into your bedroom, you go into your bathroom. You know, those blankets, those pillows, those coasters, everything that you have in there, those spoons. I didn't have a spoon. I didn't even have a spoon or a glass, a glass glass that clinks on your teeth. Um, Because everything's plastic in prison. You know, I I didn't have any of that stuff. And then, you know, Stony Brook provided that. Mm. And um, I have an associate's degree in culinary management. And um, I got a a really cool, it's like a state-of-the-art cake turntable. And um, (laughs) it's like when I'm piping on it, it just automatically turns a little bit by itself. It's so great. I love it. Um, There's so much, you know. And it's like... Probably the first um, four times I used that turntable, I I cried. I was like, I got the best turntable ever, girl, Stony Brook, thank you, kind way. Um, So it's like these things, like people just take for granted every day that you go into your bathroom and you have a toothbrush holder. Well, you, don't, you ain't leaving your toothbrush in the bathroom in the prison. Trust me, you're taking it with you. You're locking it in your lockbox in case your bunkie gets mad. She doesn't clean the toilet with it. You know, you just have to be careful about these kind of things.
1: <laughs> in the scripture lesson today, mm-hmm. it talks about uh, Jesus recognizing someone that society has placed aside. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, um, you know, healing that person. Um, that society says, you know, needs to stay at a distance. And and your story reminds me so much of, you know, ways that we can, you know, look to folks who are on life's margins and and reach out and provide an opportunity for healing. And and, and in that process, you know, we understand and get to discover um, the depth of God's grace. So thank you so much, Um, uh, you know, for being here and for sharing your story. are, are there, is there anything else that you will want us to know or anything else you want to share with us before we close our time together?
4: Well, yeah, I think I would like to say with, like, Kairos and the cookies and the cards that go in, like, um, they, it's very limited what they allow to come into the prison. Now, it was a, a lot more when I first went back in the 1900s. It was... <laughs> Uh, it was, you know, you could get more stuff. That people would have more functions and stuff. And 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 now, like really, the only thing that's, the very few things that are coming in, are those cookies and that, that Christmas card. And um, nothing says love like you know a dozen chocolate chip cookies to a convict. Let me tell you. <laughs> and um, the the cards, I can, you know, I was a recipient of getting a card, and. Um, my roommates and um the last time i I got a card there was there was eight of us in the room and uh together was living in amen we're all like what's your card oh let me see who signed yours like we knew the people like who's kim mine's kim it's like i don't know who kim is but we're so excited because a person a human being put their name on this card. They took the time. Mm -hmm. You know, some people would even write little messages or write a little scripture on there, but they took the time and like, this is the only colorful piece of mail that you're gonna get. And so like those Mm -hmm. things are, those things are so, so precious on the inside. Mm
1: -hmm. Thank you. Chris, what else can we do to be helpful as a church?
3: Well, um, as I mentioned earlier, we've been expanding. So we are in need of uh, more volunteers. So those generally would be people to be navigators or mentors, as Tina mentioned, her navigator. Usually each person coming out has two people that'll be with them for that year, as, as well as the staff. But they're just. There there to be a Christian friend. Just be there for that person. Um, so we need that. Uh, Tina mentioned Welcome Home, and that's the first um, uh, Monday of the month, and that's at Maple Grove UMC. And they host it, but we're in need of churches to help provide. It starts at 6, and usually people get there right from work. So provide food sometimes for that. Um, are, you already have done our dinner for a, a reunion, and I think you're up to bat again coming into 23, so we'll be reaching out about that. So um, the other thing is, as Tina mentioned, the kind wear, and we take the jewelry to women's retreats or anywhere there's a bunch of women is a good place for that, so. <laughs> so um,
1: if and, you have the opportunity yeah. to shop uh, today if you're joining us online. Uh, you, have on, online too, yes, yes, you have some online, too, Yes, yes, our website, so. yep. Let's let's thank them for sharing uh, their gifts with us today. Thank you so
2: much. Thank you, thank you. It is amazing to see how is so
0: incredibly generous um, with their gifts, um, especially we see today um, with what we do with New Home Project. Um, and what's so amazing is that even our kids have gotten into um, have. Co- have um, become part of that culture of generosity here. If you all remember in the summer, um, our kids hosted lemonade stands in their neighborhoods. Um, They collected $1,500 to support a kid again. Um, And most of that money went towards um, creating courageous kits, which are kits that um, children receive um, as they go into the hospital. And so our kids helped to pack that um, as well as decorate cards of encouragement for those, for those um, children. And so uh, we just wanted to say thank you um, for everyone who hosted stands, who donated, um, and everyone who helped to pack um, those kids. And so uh, if you would like more information about, about all of these things that we do, um, you can also contact Emily Keener um, and let us continue to cultivate uh, this culture of generosity that we have here at Stony Brook. And as we enter into this time of offering, our offering is a sign of our thanksgiving for all that God has blessed us with. Our offering is also a sign of trust that God will continue to provide us with all that we may need. I invite the ushers to wait upon us as we offer our gifts and tithes this morning. for us, guide us, and comfort us. We offer all that we have and our lives this morning that we might be your blessings sent into our communities. May these gifts be used in the world around us, that others may claim the hope of your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: That dance continues on wherever we may be. God's promise is to lead us and to shower us with God's blessing, to bring us to a sense of wholeness and peace in this world. Let us go forth to share our gifts with others, especially our, our peace, God's peace, and God's love. Amen.